It is Monday, July 10th. This is Top 10 Takes. Let's get to it at number 10. There was a whole bunch of WNBA action on this weekend, but my girl Kelsey Plum stood out because she got it done. The 5'8 Cali girl was absolutely out of her body. Kelsey scored a career-high 40-piece on 14 of 18 shooting, and the Las Vegas Aces dog walked the Minnesota Lynx for the third time this season. In 30 minutes, she went 6 for 9 for Cashville. She made all six of her free throws and had four timers. Plum, the Washington State alum and WNBA number one overall pick, has been averaging 19-4-2 for this season. Fresh off of a chip, Kelsey and the Aces have been having their way with the rest of the league. She's been in her mood as of late, putting up 25-21 and 21 in the two games previous to this masterpiece. The Husky got that dog in her at number nine. All right, everybody, the NBA first ever in-season tournament is now official. But how does it work? Like this. Okay, bro, so I'll take it from here. So basically, the commission, Adam Silver, wanted to turn up the league and get Liddy by implementing an in-season 20 to the NBA. They've been talking about this for the last decade, and Silver finally decided to get active. Of course, most people hate the new idea, but guess what? They hated when he implemented the playing tournament a few years back, and now that is arguably the best part of the regular season. Gangster. So here are the D. All of the teams are pre-selected, and they have to play each other a select number of times, with the final four teams playing the elimination games in Vegas. One might ask, What's the incentive for the players? 500 bands, a half a ticket per player for the victor, no pun intended, Victor Wenbenyama. The average salary is $9.6 million, so this is like getting a 5% raise in the middle of the year. That's pain, bro. At number 8, Victor Wenbenyama, the 19-year-old 7'5 alien from France, has had quite the week to say the least, but he went from eating baguettes and croissants to having Britney Spears as an op. I know she was the last person he would think he would have smoke with, but here we are. A quick recap, before his first game ever in Vegas, damn, that's the last three takes we've mentioned in Las Vegas. Maybe that's a sign of book of flight. But I digress. Before his game, he had a less than pleasant interaction with the pop icon. Then the next day, his debut was kind of mid. But last night, he spun the block with the 27 and 12 performance with three blocks and two money balls from Cashville. Dude is just a polarizing figure. He's arguably the most hyped prospect in the history of sports. So I guess that comes with the territory. But I'm just happy he showed up and showed out so he can brush the haters off his Nike Tech hoodie because he just signed a deal for $100 million. On bro, this season will be one for the ages. At number seven, press, 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 press. My beloved Chicago Bulls, Mike, Scotty, and Rodman are back in the press, but probably not in the best way. Earlier this year, Scotty was key king, calling MJ horrible before his arrival to the shy. And yesterday, Rodman revealed the tattoo of his girlfriend, Yella, Yella, on his cheek. No bap, her music type slap on bro. I'm love. I got a slug. They have to drink. These kids ain't with the shit, huh? Yeah. Look at this guy still doing it. Yeah, he tweaking. Then the heir to the heir, Marcus Jordan, decided to post a video of him smoking hookah from Larsa Pippen's bosom for her birthday with the caption, mood all day. So I guess Scotty decided to get his lick back like ESTG and post a pic of his new mystery girlfriend flashing her sweater puppies outside of their SUV. All press is good press, I, I guess. 
At number 6, posters and trailer for the Ridley Scott directed Napoleon just dropped and it is looking fire on my soul. The film is an original and personal look at Napoleon's origins and his swift, ruthless climb to emperor viewed through the prism of his addictive and often volatile relationship with his wife and one true love, Josephine. The film is written by David Scarpa of The Last Castle, The Day the Earth Stood Still, and All the Money in the World. The release date is November 22nd. I know what you're thinking. Who's playing Napoleon? Well, Joaquin Phoenix, the Academy Award winner, is playing Napoleon. That's who, of course, with Vanessa Kirby playing Empress Josephine. The trailer is giving. It looks, it looks absolutely beautiful. I'm not going to hold you. It's breathtaking. But I love a good period piece, so I'm biased. With that said, I must shout out the cinematographer, Darius Wolski. The production house is Apple Studios and Sony is distributing. At number five. And I'm going to be high. I'm a rocket man. Yo, anybody that gives Thugger a feature is A1 in my book. It's been a great one, Elton John. After decades of performing, the Rocket Man is cashing out and retiring from touring to spend more time with his children as he gave his final show in Sweden last night. Coldplay even found the time to send him off like the G he is. This is him addressing the crowd. My very first concert in Sweden was on the uh, 8th, 7th of July in 1971, so more or less 52 years ago to the day I first played in Sweden. You know how much I love to play live. It's been my lifeblood to play for you guys. And you've been absolutely magnificent. Thank you. We love you so much. Happy retirement. And we, we're going to miss you so much. That was Chris Martin sending him off. Elton John, you're definitely a GOAT. At number four, speaking of GOATs, the weekend doesn't take weekends off. Abel has had 160,000 fans attend his tour this past weekend. That's 10,000 more than the entire wireless three-day festival. Let that sizzle in your spirit. Then to flex, he sang a duet with 80,000 fans last night. Call out my name when I kiss you so gently. Well, I, I, I'll let the, the crowd sing. We Really have to get out to one of these concerts at number three let's go love flame travis scott he's back i mean speaking of show this might be the biggest one yet buddy is performing at the pyramids in egypt what not fortnite like irl like eighth wonder of the world and he was dope enough to let us behind the scenes of his album making process that's really good that's like probably the second beat i made on album Things you can try, and I don't know which one's best, more like an experiment. What's it like if either you get rid of the first one life section? Maybe a more drastic change is better, but I don't know until I hear it. And usually with each of these changes you make, then when, you, when something happens that you like, then you gotta listen to the whole thing again. Are there any other opportunities for change? Any other opportunities where more space will feel good? But I love, the beat is great. The, the, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. 
That was Travis Scott working with the legend Rick Rubin at number two. I told you guys, just as I predicted, Little Uzi Vert's Pink Tape is the number one album in the country and the first hip hop album to do so. Of course, Leslie Chow had to flex a little bit on a PJ with it looks like about a million dollars cash. Just, you know, no big deal. I didn't see JT though. He also stated on the gram that the pink tape was actually experimental and for it to go number one was monumental. It was colossal. I, I added the monumental and colossal. But either way, instead of going deluxe, he teased that he was going to drop Love is Rage 3, what we're all waiting for. But then he says he's scrapping that for the Barter 16. Listen to him perform one of his tracks from the album at his show this weekend. I really need to get outside and not literally but figuratively at number one like i predicted big O, not the little one has gone number one olivia rodrigo's vampire is the number one song in the country real spill olivia rodrigo is the first artist in history to debut the lead singles from her first two albums at number one on the billboard hot 100 so does that mean the spicy pisces is a goat at 20 years old well the livies would say yes and i concur even with all the lawsuits surrounding her art old girl continues to thrive she is the face of the youth it is what it is she is a top songwriter vocalist of this generation gangsta p.s i don't want any smoke with the swifties all right so look i'm gonna go out on a limb and say her album guts will debut at number one when it releases on september 8th let her be great and that's top 10 takes see you manana